um hello everyone and welcome into um this week's edition of the easy port it's been a while i understand i mean there's been so much going on but i promise you this time around we are going to try our best to make sure we are a bit more consistent on a weekly basis given the fact that we are in in playoff mode wildcard weekends still going on we've seen so much happen saturday sunday so there is so much to dive into but let's just get straight into it i mean it's been a fantastic weekend of football and really and truly there's only one place to start let's just keep it real big d so we've had green bay coming to dallas and obviously wash the dallas cowboys um and that's that's the news game around the nfl everyone's just talking about how did dallas not win this game they were the number two seed they've been pretty much flawless at home all year so how did it come to this but my biggest takeaway from all of this honestly would have to be jordan love yeah forget down queen forget dallas collapsing forget the defense not showing up forget dark press court forget all of that for me it's jordan love you know this is a guy that's been under so much scrutiny you're replacing aaron Rodgers, and there's so much pressure on you can you be the next guy can you deliver but all I can say is, this is bull's eye. I mean, Green Bay have actually hit on three straight QBs. And dare I say, listen, Aaron Rodgers is better than Brett Favre. There's no debate. You, you don't debate that one. I mean, this kid, where are we? Year three, year four? I mean, he is, look, right now, he's better than Aaron Rodgers. I know Rodgers is, what, 39, coming up to 40. But these guys may actually, you know, they may they may have someone that's better than than Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's that's insane. Given the fact that Aaron Rodgers is possibly a top five all time quarterback, I know he's only won one Super Bowl, but I mean, the guy's talent is out of this world. But I mean, this guy's he's he's cut from a different cloth. I mean, if you watch him play, he's actually copy and paste of Aaron Rodgers. Everything is similar. I mean, the drop, the quick drop. The way he sets his feet, sometimes he's throwing off that back foot, the quick release, the placement, the timing. I mean, everything is is just on point. It's 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 what you would expect from Aaron Rodgers. If that was Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you wouldn't be surprised. So for me, that was that was my biggest takeaway. And listen, Green Bay is a team historically. They've always had a great offensive line. They've never struggled with the offensive line play. It's, it's brilliant. And yesterday, they actually beat up on... They beat up on Dallas on the line of scrimmage. Dallas had absolutely no answer for these guys. I mean, they, they were running the football. Aaron Jones, I mean, he, he, he was an absolute monster. And really and truly, this is... If you compare the two matchups, you could tell... It was always going to be a mismatch like green bay what they brought i mean all their emotions all their personnel you can tell it's everything dallas really really struggles with you know um like i said for me this is this is just aaron rogers 3.0 really it's just going forward is this a team that i think could even make the Super Bowl. I'm talking Green Bay. I think they could. If that defense plays the way they did yesterday, I mean, the offense is all right. I, I trust Jordan Love now. I mean, you can tell from the play calling, 
I mean, the freedom he's got at the line of scrimmage to change up plays. It kind of shows you how much trust Matt LeFleur has in him. So this is a team that I wouldn't sleep on. And this is a team, remember, they haven't got so much expectations on their back. So they can pretty much go into any dome, any arena, any stadium on any given day. And they could win. If you're San Francisco, you got you, you got to look over your shoulders. You know, this is not a team that I'm looking at and I'm thinking, wow, you've eliminated Dallas. This is a free pass to the Super Bowl. I'll, I'll, I'll be looking over my shoulders when it comes to um, when it comes to Green Bay. But you also have to give credit to Matt LeFleur. I mean, in terms of like the play calling, all the motions, it's pretty much everything Miami tried to do. The Miami Dolphins, but these guys actually did very well, so they can you know they can disorient a defense with just everything pre-snap. It's unbelievable their ability to take Michael Parsons out of the game with just pure personnel on schemes is something you've never heard of. Their zone, their zone running game, and they did this very well. Even out of twelve personnel, is unbelievable. Even the protection, you know, the protection when they decide to throw the football, you know, Jordan Love is, for me, he's arrived. He's got to that level now where when we're talking about guys like the Jalen Hurts, you know, the even Trevor Lawrence. Now I hear so much CJ Stroud. There was so much CJ Stroud talk. This guy has got to be up there. I mean, if he if he can repeat this next year. I could have him as the second best in the lesson. Patrick Mahomes is in a league of his own. But if Jordan Love could replicate this next year, I'm talking protect the football somewhere around 30 touchdowns and you throw less than seven interceptions. Hit the playoffs again, win one or two playoff games. Ah, he's arrived. He's, he's the second guy. So I think these guys are set. They're a very young team. They've got a young coach offensive minded he calls the plays great play design great QB and and something else to mention about Jordan Love I mean this is a guy that's 6 foot 4 so he's actually a very big guy Aaron Rodgers is listed about 6 2 so there is an advantage there for him in the sense that he can actually see over the offensive line so obviously you know as a QB it helps you have a guy that, that can tower I mean it's not the greatest necessity in the world but if a guy can see over an offensive line, can drop back, you know, it becomes a lot harder to um to tip pass. It becomes a lot harder to do so many things to a guy that that stands at six four. So he's got all the physical attributes, you know. He's got the vision, you know, and he's a tough kid. So listen, I'm not gonna gloss over Dallas, you know, what they were supposed to be and what they ended up not being all year. For me, that's irrelevant, you know. I think this is a team that gets so much hype. A lot of hype, I might, I might add. But they never, they just never produce when it comes to, to the big moment. So, I'd rather concentrate on Green Bay rather than Dallas. And we all knew what the formula was going to be. This is a team that, I'm talking Green Bay, they set the tempo. So, win the coin toss and put your offense out there. Trust your offense to get ahead. Now, once they get ahead... That means that Dallas almost have to play from behind. And if you look at Dallas all year, especially at home, where they've actually dominated teams, they've always played with the lead. So for Green Bay to actually go in there and say, nope, we're not deferring. We, we don't want the ball to start the second half. We want to start with the football. Go in there 
and just absolutely you score on your first couple of drives you just make life hard which means now Dallas can't really run the football they're gonna have to throw on hands all these interceptions now you can go deep into the interceptions and say well what especially the second one was that necessary yes or no but that's really the blueprint unfortunately for Dallas so if a team comes into your building and they know that if they score on the first drive it's lights out game over I, I don't think for me that's a team that, that's built for a Super Bowl I mean I can't imagine someone getting into arrowheads and thinking if we score first and take the lead you know Patrick Mahomes is done even Josh Allen Orchard Park you know these are all guys who are happy to play from behind you know so that was my biggest takeaway i think there was more to look at from a green Bay's perspective than even dallas but obviously being america's team they will get the most attention but now the future looks bright for green bay you've got your guy you've got your coach and you've got that perfect head coach qb combination which we all know is what wins you in, in this league and you read patrick mahomes tom brady Bill Belichick and the list goes on and on and on. Um, another game of interest would have to be the Chiefs hosting the Miami Dolphins. Now, for me, that game, listen, that was always going to be a tough one for Miami, given all the weather um, forecast. It was meant to be the fourth quarter game ever. It's a very cold game. Evidence by the fact that Patrick Mahomes actually cracked his helmets. I don't think I've seen anything like that. So, um, it was it was a difficult game for me. It was always going to be a difficult game for Miami. Yeah, but looking at the Chiefs, it's difficult to tell whether or not they've actually sorted their, their offensive struggles. We're just watching them play on the weekend. I don't think Miami was a good litmus test. I would not be surprised, depending on who they play, possibly Buffalo. But I wouldn't be surprised if... You know, they struggle again. I mean, there wasn't much to take away from that game. You know, Miami just didn't show up. Let's just keep it real. I mean, these brothers barely showed up. It's, it, it's almost like they, they wanted nothing to do with that game. It was an easy game for the Chiefs. Miami have struggled with teams that are above 500. So, if you're looking at teams that possibly may have deep playoff runs, these are not teams that Miami normally beats. You know, they do struggle. But if you're the Chiefs, you look at your... It was more to do with the offense than the defense. So, guys like the Rashi Rice and all these guys, you know, can they come to the fort? Because you can't put everything on the doorstep of of, of um, Travis Kelsey. He's not getting any younger. So, you need a bit more from the receivers. And it make all hard money to step up. We were in the return game. Or just pretty much in all their schemes and motions they run, whether it's misdirection or jet sweeps. Whatever ways they try to get um Michael Herdman in the game, I think he's he's a big part of what the Chiefs have managed to accomplish in the last few years. So you want Michael Herdman to step up, you want um you want Tony to step up as well. I wanna see some Kadarius Tony. But there wasn't much to take away from there. I think that with the Chiefs, really and surely the best way to judge them will be whoever they play next. So if they play the Bills, that will be a good a good test of 
who they are and whether or not they can actually play in the championship game. Because I think if they beat the Bills, uh, I have absolutely no doubt that they can actually beat the, the Ravens. No doubt. I mean, if they beat the Bills and they struggle, then yeah. But if it's one of those games where they, they are quite comfortable, you know, they're not turning the ball over. Patrick Mahomes is on time. They're running the football quite well. You know, it's a very balanced game. Run-pass ratio is quite balanced, so they run as much as they throw. If they find themselves in that sort of situation, then yeah, you give them a chance against Baltimore. And obviously, the defense, if it steps up, then that's game over. Because all they have to do for me is hold the opposition to less than 20 points. And I think Mahomes is good enough to put up 20-plus. So, that will be the most interesting bit. And... Yeah, um, we had Cleveland at Cleveland going to Houston and obviously CJ Stroud was, was the biggest takeaway. But that was a very weird game because it really came down to chunk plays. Um, You could tell what both teams wanted, especially with with Houston, their game plan. Obviously, the Michael Ryan's being a defensive guy. You could tell his, his game plan was to make sure that Joe Flacco could drive down the field in a methodical fashion. So you want the slow, grinding drives down the field. What you don't want is those big plays where, you know, it's play action and bang, it's a 50-yard. He's got a big arm. He's six foot six, So he can drop that ball anywhere, you know. And that's really his bread and butter in this league. That's how he's made his money. And that's how he's made his name. That's how he won Super Bowls, you know. He's got that deep ball, play action, under center, that's pretty much Joe Flacco in a nutshell. But as much as he's he's had an impressive year, you know he's going to turn that ball over and really and truly, I think, back to back um, pick sixes. That was that that. I mean, that's the quickest way to lose a football game, you know. So um, for Joe, oh yeah, I'd be surprised if we see him again. But the future is bright for Houston. You know, there is absolutely no denying that. I mean, CJ Stroud, he doesn't play like a rook at all. This is a guy that's very, very comfortable. You know, he's very, very comfortable. And he's one of those guys who actually takes what the difference gives him. He gets his foot set, his feet set. And the timing is perfect as well. So if you're in Houston, I mean, these are happy days. These these are... um. It's time to get excited if, if you're if you're a Texan. And last but not least, um, I just want to touch on the Detroit Los Angeles game Sunday night football. And listen, there's so much hype. I know Detroit; they're excited. I can't remember what what happened. They haven't hosted a playoff game since 1994. So this is what 30 good years before they've actually hosted one. So that game would have meant so much to that city. Would have meant so much to um, Dan Campbell, who's done a great job of turning that culture around. He's done really. That's your job as a head coach when you come in. You want to change the fortunes, the direction of of that franchise. And normally, the best way to go is just to set the culture. When players come in, they understand what's required of them. They know, you know, they know the way of life. They know what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. They know. On game day, you have to bring it. You know, I no one's done a better job, honestly, in this league than Dan Campbell in terms of just setting, you know, 
setting the way forward for this team. But I'm still not convinced, you know. I'm, I'm just one of those rare ones. You know, I've seen them lose, win so many one-point games. I'll take you back to the opening game of the season. They've played the Chiefs. And the Chiefs turned the ball over. They had so many drop passes. And it was still a one-point game. Now, I'm wondering, I'm thinking to myself, like, can that win you the Super Bowl? I mean, they barely beaten teams. Barely. And remember, Green Bay actually beat up on these guys on Thanksgiving. So, you know, it's it's one of them ones where you may have to see a bit more. I don't think they can win the Super Bowl. I don't think they can go to the Super Bowl. But it's just, should we read too much into this whole Jared Goff, you know, Dan Campbell relationship that's taking place in Detroit but they do have a good offensive line it's it's worth mentioning one of the best in the game possibly I mean it's it's subjective it's possibly the best you know it's Penel Sewell possibly the best lineman in the game I mean they can run it if they choose to and boy can they protect golf I remember this is another 6-5-6-6 guy you know play action pass he drops Boy, can he deliver that football on time and on target? You know, some of those tight window throws were they were out of his world. I mean, you have a guy throwing the ball into double coverage, and if he's one point three seconds late, that ball is getting intercepted. So there is so there is something to like about the Detroit Lions. There is a lot to like about the Detroit Lions. I just wouldn't get carried away and think this is a team that could possibly win the NFC or even represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Or even win the Super Bowl. So I'm not on that bandwagon yet. But I do appreciate what Dan Campbell has done. And for LA, this was supposed to be a rebuild. And look where they are. I think it's fair to say they've got their guy. Matthew Stafford can still play. And, you know, he's he's one of the better QBs in this game. So, yeah, I mean, there's been so much that's taken place. And it will be interesting to see how tonight's slate of games turn out obviously we've got buffalo the buffalo game that was postponed and obviously monday night football we've got the eagles and the um, and tampa so just waiting on that one to see how that one goes obviously that could spell so much for for the eagles nick sirianni um a lot of people think that they're, they're going to lose that game which will be sad if that happens because remember this is a team that played in Super Bowl last year they were favoured to win the Super Bowl. For them to um to have that drop after being 10-1 and one and just go on a losing streak to end the year and then just get dumped one and done, I think that would be very, very sad. But yeah, man, no, it's, it's been great having um to all of you that support this podcast. It's amazing. And like I said, I promise this time around, you know, we will deliver, you know, playoff time and even after the season, you know, off season, you know, we have to keep this going. You know, there is so much NFL, UK. I mean, it's it's become a big game, you know. So it would be nice to um to have people support this, to support the podcast, support the YouTube channel as well, the Easy Pods. There will be regular, regular updates on there, regular posts on there, and yeah, um, hope to um catch up with you lot tomorrow after the the next round of games and yeah enjoy what's left of the wildcard weekend and we shall see you next time